0: the Social Minute, the podcast Social Minute, minute. by Today we're going to be covering minute number 53, which goes from 52 to 52.59 on the clock. Uh, and in this minute, Mark spots Erica. She returns to the film uh, 50-something minutes after we last saw her. Um, obviously, last time we saw her, she was upset that people were running around the halls with bras. Um, and here she's having a nice meal with some friends. And Mark goes over to attempt to apologise, I think is the tack that he's taken um and she is not having it she keeps looking away from him she (laughs) like she's reluctantly turning to speak to him um and then she kind of lays out why she doesn't want to talk to him and she's kind of mid-speech when she says that you know the internet is written to ink and you published and that's where we finish um so we'll find out what she what, what he published tomorrow um and joining me to talk about today is Tim Holstein. Hello, Tim. I'm back. Obviously, we finished the last minute with um, Eduardo and Mark being super happy. Um, and then Mark is like, I'll be right back. And then, of course, Eduardo, I think because he doesn't think that he can ward off people from going into the men's room by himself. Um, I think that's maybe like initially that seems like the panic in his eyes seems to be like if anybody wants to use the toilets, what am I going to do? Like that that's <laughs> seems to be his, um, you know, his kind of panic as as Mark leaves. Um, And of course, he's asking, where are you going? And this is where Mark walks up to the the booth where Erica is sitting with her friends and, you know, says, uh, you know, Erica. And of course, she turns around in the script. Aaron Sorkin points out Erica from the opening scene just in case, <laughs> I guess as a, script, as a script reader, it's important to kind of put that in there just so people know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, he, I mean, he also gives some commentary where he says she's looking sexy for her Friday night on the town with and the three guys she's with are studs. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, Sorkin
1: is so weird. I don't
0: know. It's just, I just love that weird little bit of commentary. Uh, and of course he says, you know, there's a few more friends are standing around the edges of the booths, although we don't see that, like, Obviously, that was a direction he put in, I guess, because he expected this bar to be like a bit busier. Mm. Um, but, you know, it isn't it, like everybody's happily seated, fortunately. Um, and of course, Erica reluctantly kind of answers Mark. Um, and then, you know, Mark is like, you know, I didn't know you came to this club. And then, of course, she's like first time. He's like, mine too. Um, and this is where he for the first for the first of like, I don't know, three or four times he keeps saying, can I speak to you alone for a second? Um, and then she's like, no, I'm going to stay here. And he's like, I'd love to speak to you, you know, alone. And then she's like, right here is fine. <laughs> um, and then this is this is where he kind of, I don't know, I love how kind of withering, I mean, we don't get the punchline to this until tomorrow. Uh, you know, obviously earlier in the film, she said, "I you know, I, I, I you're probably going to be a very successful computer guy. So obviously showing that she doesn't really know what Mark is doing um and so this whole thing of like you know i've launched this new website and she's like i haven't heard and it's like the facebook and of course you know she's like you know you called me a bitch on the internet mark um, and that is on on the opening you know a few minutes i discussed the kind of differences between um you know the zuck which is in here in this film and the zuck in real and you know um the real zuck it literally all he did was call her a bitch And then he moved on to, you know, doing all the programming Mm. in the film. He goes on about her name and a bra size and, you know, all that stuff's been added by Aaron Sorkin. Um, And some of that is, you know, she kind of briefly mentions that, um, you know, like um, kind of tomorrow. Um, But, you know, in in this particular case, um, you know, she says, you called me a bitch on the Internet. And of course, he's like, that's why I want to talk to you. And and she just says on the Internet. Uh, And it's really funny because obviously this is set like 2004. So I guess like the novelty of the internet was still a thing. Um, So it's kind of weird for people to kind of talk in this way because generally people wouldn't say the internet today. Like, you would just say the name of the sites, you know, like, like if, 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 if people had, like, an interaction on Facebook that went badly, people would say, you call me a bitch on Facebook, mm-hmm. like, or Snapchat or Twitter or, you know, wherever it happened, they wouldn't say the internet. It's kind of, it's really weird that she kind of picks that as, <laughs> as the way to frame I'm it. I'm actually a little surprised
1: um, that her character's uh, upset about it being on the internet because she doesn't seem to be into tech at all or anything nerdy so like you think she'd be like well he called me a bitch but at least it was only on that internet thing
0: (laughs) yeah at least it was only this thing that i don't think is going to take off called the internet (laughs) um and of course this is this he says that's why i came over and she goes comparing women to farm animals animals and i like how he's like I, I didn't end up doing that, which is true. Like, you know, he only blogged about kind of that as an idea, and then, you know, he kind of changed it at somebody else's suggestion. Gee, what a guy. Um, and then, of course, yeah, I know, he's a real prince. Uh, it didn't stop you from writing it, though, Erica says, as if every thought that tumbles from your head is so clever, it would be a crime for it not to be shared. And that is, uh, like, coming from, you know, the, the earlier minute where Mark gave this whole speech of, like, you know, did I answer your condescending question? It's quite funny because that speech kind of fits with this, you know, it. every thought that tumbles into your head is so clever. Like, it really fits with that kind of assessment of, uh, of the film Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, and then, of course, she says, um, in something that is a complete and total lie, the Internet's not written in pencil, Mark. It's written in ink. Um, obviously, she then finishes her thought tomorrow. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about how the internet is not written in ink. Um, <laughs> in, f- in fact, um, you know, it, it, it's really common these days to come across dead links for stuff. Oh, yeah. um, earlier today, I was actually trying to look up something on Snopes, uh, and it was only on the Snopes forums. Um, and it, it was a 404. The page was gone. Wow. Um, and, that, and that was only like 10 years ago. Um, like, fortunately, there were, like, a number of other, like, uh, articles from around that time that were written about this same subject, so they existed, but they were, like, kind of saying, oh, this is, ge- this thing is generally a hoax, and, and all that kind of stuff in articles,
1: but, you know, they weren't Snopes. Snopes, you know, you trust Snopes, don't you, so... Um, it's interesting that, also, you know, we have the Wayback thing, the Internet Archive, yeah. that you can look up old websites on, but... Even that, to some extent, there's a lot of dead links, missing images, things like that.
0: There's a, like Basically, if you want to look up anything that was on Geocities from like 1995 to 1990, I don't know, 2001, 2010, I don't know when Geocities died, <laughs> um, you can't find mm-hmm. it. All of Geocities is gone. That was like a website that had thousands of pages. Oh, yeah. One might even say hundreds of thousands of pages. Gone. All of those links, dead. Yeah. Um, You know, if you ever look up stuff on Wikipedia, even like even articles about stuff that's only a few years old, you'll go through some of the references and they will have a little note that says dead link. So you go to click on a link and it's dead. And that's only stuff from a few years ago. Mm. Um, So, you know, I would disagree that, you know, the Internet is is written in ink. Uh, It is worth saying, of course, that I was able to find a copy of the original you know publication of Zuck on it. Uh, but the actual, you know, um, like blog that he put up from that night is gone. You can't like the only way people are like being able to find it is by preserving it. I think I found a copy on Scribd.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's probably there because. Uh... It involves somebody famous, so they're like, oh, we better save this.
0: Well, actually, I have a feeling it was saved on Scribd, like, about a year after Facebook was launched. And it was obviously it was because someone had done some searching on stuff about Mark Zuckerberg. Um, And, I, you know, so it was before this film came out, before Facebook really kind of, you know, took off or Mark Zuckerberg was like a really kind of like a known quantity um, but yeah, only really because he, you know, this person is famous. I'm sure there's hundreds of thousands, even maybe one might say millions of pages of the internet that no longer exist. Um, because the, you know, say like saving internet pages takes up memory somewhere. Right. And if you don't have that memory, if you don't have data centers, um, if you can't make money off those pages, then there's no point in keeping mm-hmm. them. Um, and you know, that is obviously something that Facebook itself had to face up to was the fact that if you don't make money, the space for servers gets very, very expensive very, very quickly. Um, and it's worth saying as well, this is, this is something that I found out, uh, like earlier last year. Um, if you have photographs on Facebook, they are saved on, uh, VHS tapes. Uh, there's there's like uh, or kind of data tapes there's this weird there's there's a data center that Facebook has that has nothing but like tapes in archive tapes and all of everybody's old photographs from like 10 years ago 15 years ago Facebook hasn't been around well Facebook has been around 15 years but like from ten five years ago those are all saved on tapes because that's the cheapest storage method but also when people go to retrie- – like, people rarely go and look at those pictures, so they ha- they very rarely have to be retrieved. But if they do have to be retrieved, they can be retrieved quickly enough through these, like, tape storage things. But, yeah, it's really weird that, you know, you th- like, Facebook has all of these Blade servers and these huge data centers, but also it has, like, these backup data centers that, that are using physical media just to store, like – endless photographs, like, the amount of photographs being taken – Is it's kind of weird how like the explosion in photographs kind of happened to the point now where it's like, yeah, of course, of course, when anybody gets a new phone, they have to have like storage for 20,000 pictures because everybody's taken hundreds of thousands of pictures at this point. Mm. Um, And, you know, it's really weird that like, you know, even Facebook is like, you know, don't just rely on us to store you know, pictures that you don't want to lose, like keep backups of them somewhere else because, because there's a chance that at a certain point we're going to delete all of those photos, you know, we're not going to, we're not, you know, we're not a photo album for you to kind of keep forever.
1: And of course, um, and of course their algorithm uh, squashes your photos into like much lower quality imagery.
0: Yeah. Although when you upload photos these days, you have the option to upload them as, um, as, as like, high quality, you know, um, yeah, hey, like hey, you, you can upload them at the, the same size that they are on your computer or whatever. So that that exists as an option these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of the times they would they would squash your photos into something smaller anyway. Certainly, I know when I used to send stuff to people on Messenger, it would automatically make pictures smaller, uh, which was a pain if you were trying to do something for, you know, like let's say getting artwork for a podcast and it has to be a certain size and it has to be a certain <laughs> compression and and mm. you you send it through Facebook or Facebook Messenger and then immediately it's too small. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you can't really rely on Facebook to be your photo album, but also the internet is written in pencil in, in most cases, even if, I mean, um, you know, uh, the film crash, which, you know, won the Oscar, everybody hates. Um, many years ago I was like, you know, how quickly did people hate that film? And so I, f- I found the BBC news article for the day after the Oscar, when it, you know, when it won at the Oscars, the next day there was like a whole write-up about it. And even then people were like, this really wasn't the best film you know I don't know why it won like there was immediately opinion that was like Crash was not a good best picture winner the day after mm. uh, but here's the thing the BBC News Archive you know at this point is is it kind of it's maintained because uh, you know the BBC has a license fee and all this kind of stuff uh, but there's been talk recently because the you know the BBC's funding is gradually being, you know, whittled away, that they, they don't really see the point of keeping their own internet archive online forever. Wow. Like, you know, news, news stories from like 10 years ago, well, you know, if you know the information, why do you need access to these news stories? <laughs> so e- even then, you know, reputable news sources are kind of, you know, getting rid of their archives as well. Um, and And so, like, the idea that everything that's on the internet will always be on the internet... I mean, even like something like Wikipedia requires funding and they're constantly having funding drives to keep it alive. And, you know, there's a a chance that one day it won't have enough funding and Wikipedia won't exist or they'll have to start selling ads at the top of their screens. And (laughs) I don't think people want to see that. So this idea that the Internet is permanent is, you know, is is one that is definitely not, you know, completely correct. Um, But I can understand Erica's outrage, you know oh yeah um, you know Mark's Mark's blog was fairly well publicised you know due to the whole face mash thing anyway so I, I, even like the reporting on it that took place in the Crimson kind of made note of the fact that he blogged so if people wanted to back in the day they could have easily found it and obviously Erica Albright not her real name I've discussed what her real name is um you can you know you can and in fact if you do a search on the internet you can find out what her real name is fairly easy but you know i'm not going to say it on the podcast um you know her name was madeline albright yeah uh her her name was front and center on that blog so yeah it it would be fairly easy to say but i i don't think that this you know this speech the first part of this speech i agree with you know the whole uh, you know every thought that comes out of your head is not is not worth putting onto the internet um, I would argue that that's kind of true of maybe people on Twitter, and, you know, like there is there are certain social networks that kind of lean towards um, giving people the thought that that's something that should happen. Um, but, so that kind of criticism is I think is completely fair, but the rest of it is kind of you know, once we get into it tomorrow, like most of it is actually not from his blog; it's it's from the stuff that Sorkin added. Hmm um but you know we also get the second half of the speech which i think is um is uh, you know, again is like a really strong kind of point that gets made uh but is there anything else that needs to be said about this uh you know the start of the conflict
1: between mark and erica um not about the conflict but it, i did i did find the look of the club interesting it's it's very dimly lit it it's like it's it's almost like barry linden you know it's like it's all lit by candles yeah it was just a like an interesting choice
0: uh you know here's the thing there are a number of when i when i used to live uh in canterbury um when i was at university myself uh there were a number of bars that had like an upstairs and they were almost always like completely lit by candles it was like a really mm. like, and it was just like i guess it was to make the places seem slightly classier than they were Um, but then they (laughs) sold you like jugs of cocktails for like three quid and everybody got completely drunk every single time they went there. So, you know, it wasn't a classy place, but just having all these candles on on the tables and just having it very kind of low lit, that's like something I can kind of relate to. But for the size of this bar, it seems like a... It seems like a choice, doesn't it? Like, (laughs) like you've got to make your servers go around, you know, at the start of the night and light every single one of those candles, um, and then kind of try and make sure they stay lit as the night goes on. And then at the end of the night, someone's got to collect all the wax off the tables or whatever. It's, uh, you know, it it kind of ends up being a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a a kind of job. So yeah, it is a, it is a choice.
1: Just, yeah, I guess it was just a little fincher touch.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is as well, it distinguishes it from. Uh, the bathroom in the previous scene, which was kind of very cold and green. Um, and then mm-hmm. you have this kind of warmth in, in kind of this club, like of all this kind of lighting of just, you know, from the candles. Um, and then we, when we get back to, you know, Mark's dorm, that again, the lighting is a bit kind of harsher. And I guess it kind of shows the mood a little bit. Like, you know, also Erica, I think is trying, you know, she's trying to be discreet and hide. She doesn't want to be seen. And, you know, the low lighting probably helps. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's also kind of makes a nice contrast to the bar from the opening scenes, which was lit slightly differently. And it's just, it's just a nice way to kind of distinguish it. Um, but, you know, mentioning right. the Fincher touch, uh, you know, my question for Wednesday is, you know, what are your thoughts on other David Fincher films? You know, uh, you've already said you're a fan. Um, so. uh,
1: yeah, I really, I really enjoy Fincher's work. I think he's a good director. Um, I think my, pr- if I pick a favorite, I guess it's probably Zodiac. Uh, but I I always uh, look forward to his movies. I enjoy them. Yeah, and, and at the moment it's been a bit of a long wait since Gone Girl for
0: whatever the next film he's going to do. Obviously he's done you know a couple of TV series in between, but still, you know, right. film is where it's at. Who cares about TV? I mean, you know, there are just <laughs> there are way too many TV shows for us to catch up on. I you know I we we need we really just need films because at least then they come out of the cinema and you know when you've got to go see them. Uh, they make it easy for us. Uh, whereas with TV, it's just constantly going on, and it's like, just please give us give us two minutes to not watch some TV and uh, you know catch our breath, basically. Uh, stop making so much <laughs> good TV. TV. Um, stop. It. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you have. I mean, obviously, I'm guessing that after uh, Zodiac, Benjamin Button, close second favorite. Uh, everyone's a huge fan of Benji Buttons, I know.
1: Um, oh, fantastic <laughs> film. I mean. <laughs> I mean, of course, obviously, I adore his, his directing on Cold Hearted by Paula Abdul. Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, and also uh, the Madonna stuff as well. Um, oh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, Absolutely. I don't think I have brought this up, but uh, Freedom 90 by George Michael. That video, so Ooh. good. So perfect. Like, and, and the thing is, as well, David Fincher has this particular style of directing music videos where he does cuts on the lines. So when people sing mm. a line, he cuts at the end of each line. And it's kind of it's Ooh. kind of so simple, but these days most music videos don't do that, and they kind of look a bit of a mess.
1: They cut on the word now. <laughs> it's just like boom, boom, yeah, boom.
0: And, it, and or they'll cut halfway through a word, and it doesn't make any sense, and it's just a complete mess, and you can't follow them. Whereas you know, Freedom '90s, such a, I mean, it's such a perfect video, um, you know. And also, like, the kind of, just, I don't know, just a great video. People should just watch Freedom 90. Just all these models lip-syncing George Michael. <laughs> like, um, it, it's just, it's kind of one of those great things.
1: I think George Michael's overdue for a, a critical reappraisal. He's hes so excellent.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've had a film of Freddie Mercury. We've had a film of Elton John. Um, you know, we're getting a film of Boy George. It feels like George Michael is... The next in line, you know? Like that that feels like that's Yeah,
1: the... I mean he, he was already as handsome as a movie star. I mean it's a perfect fit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I particularly like when he, he, he like he I mean obviously his stubble was famous throughout the eighties, but I like that in the nineties he was just like, I'm just going for a straight like mustache and that's it. Like that's that's the look. <laughs> that was it. And everyone had to just be like, <laughs> I looks great, George when they're like he should have stuck with like the five o'clock shadow. That was that was really working for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Freedom 90, such a such a great song and such a well directed video by Fincher. Like it's it's kind of amazing how like when he started in films, he literally was ordered, like this is my style, and you know nobody kind of disagrees with him. Um, so I feel right. like we said about as much as we can about this minute then. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug to? Um,
1: let's see. Find me on Facebook. I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you can find us on MySpace at slash the social minute, or on Twitter at social underscore minute, or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks to us all for being
1: my guest here today, Tim. My pleasure. Thank you.
0: And I'll see you tomorrow.